For months, in cities across the country, in night after night of protests, you hear the same chant. Say her name. Breonna Taylor's killing in Louisville, Kentucky, was part of the fuel for the nationwide protests against police brutality and systemic racism this spring and summer. Police shot and killed her in March. It has been so long getting to this day. Tuesday brought some measure of justice. Where we could assure that Breonna Taylor's life wouldn't be swept under the rug like so many other black women in America who have been killed by police. That's Benjamin Crump, an attorney for Breonna Taylor's family, at a press conference announcing a $12 million settlement in a civil lawsuit against the city of Louisville. The agreement also included some police reforms. We took significant steps today in the name of Breonna Taylor of trying to correct this broken criminal justice system. Breonna Taylor's mother, Tamika Parker, says this is only the beginning when it comes to getting full justice. There are ongoing state and federal investigations, but still no criminal charges against any of the officers involved. So the activism continues. Her beautiful spirit and personality is working through all of us on the ground. So please continue to say her name, Breonna Taylor. Her name is still a symbol for those speaking out against police violence towards Black Americans. But it's more than that. Consider this. Before she became the face of a movement, Breonna Taylor was a daughter, a niece, and a treasured friend. From NPR, I'm Audie Cornish. It's Wednesday, September 16th. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Unfinished Short Creek, the latest investigative true crime podcast from Witness Docs and Critical Frequency. A battle over family, home, and the limits of religious freedom. Find it in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you listen. This message comes from NPR sponsor Twilio, a customer engagement platform trusted by millions of developers, enabling you to reinvent how you connect with your customers. Whatever your use case, Twilio has your back. It's time to build. Visit Twilio.com. On Facebook, there are these three brothers who love guns, say guns are overregulated, say the NRA is too quick to compromise. And they're gaining more followers every day. They're very in-your-face and offensive, and by God, I love them for it. <laughs> Listen now to the No Compromise podcast from NPR. It's Consider This. I'm Audie Cornish. Breonna Taylor was killed in March. In June, as racial justice protests spread throughout the country after police killed George Floyd, Taylor's case picked up more national attention. That's when my colleague Ari Shapiro went to Louisville to cover the protests, but also to talk with Taylor's friends and family about the person she was, and about how strange it can feel when all across the country, people are chanting the name of the loved one you've lost. Is it weird to share your best friend with millions of people you've never met? Yes. yes. It makes me jealous a little bit. Yes, like, you don't right. even know her. <laughs> Seriously, right. But, but it's wonderful. It's a blessing all of the same. Like, thank you for, you know, acknowledging her and and, you know, and loving her just off of what you think. But I actually knew her, you know. <laughs> Let's make that clear. She blessed my life. You don't know. 
Here's the story Ari reported back then, the day before Breonna Taylor would have turned 27. That's my little mini-me. Your little mini-me is what you call it? <laughs> I said Tamika had her, but that she was all mine. Aww. Uh, Brianna's aunt, Bianca Austin, invited us to her home, along with another aunt, Tahasha Holloway, and an uncle, Tyrone Bell. I called her Breezy. Well, he <laughs> called her Breezy. Breezy. <laughs> She's cool. She's a cool cat. And we also visited two of her best friends since high school, Erinika Hunter and Shatanis Vaughn. We met Brianna sophomore year. Well, I met Brianna through you. Yeah. So She introduced <laughs> us. So it was me, yeah. then her. And we've been inseparable ever since. Yeah, three amigos. <laughs> That's what we call ourselves, the three amigos, literally. And collectively, her friends and family gave us the unvarnished picture of Brianna. The laugh, her laugh, um, and her her voice. She's got like this, um, like this, like baby whiny kind of voice. Like she's like, Oh my goodness! I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> so you definitely know, like, when we mock her, like, you'll know who it was if you knew her. <laughs> Brianna Taylor loved old music from the 80s and 90s, card games with family. Let's face a face, Ten, and listen to some music. Okay, what was her favorite game? Skip on face, Ten. Skip on face, Ten. And singing. Last $2? Oh, she's going to sing that to, the, to yeah. the top of her lungs, like. Oh, so she liked to sing? She couldn't. Her friends told us the same thing about her cooking. She loved to do it, but she she could cook. <laughs> she couldn't cook. She, no, yes, she can house. No, she can't cook. She can fry food. That's cooking. Oh, see, she can't cook either. <laughs> cook a little bit. Her favorite food was chicken. <laughs> she fried some good chicken. Yeah, she did fry some chicken. But that's it. Like I said, this is the unvarnished picture. A lot of Breonna Taylor's extended family moved from Michigan to Kentucky, a few at a time over the years. She came to Louisville as a teenager and fit right in. Breonna loved loved it it here. Oh, she She absolutely. To this day, she loved it in Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. She absolutely loved it here. Like, everything about it. When did you first know that she wanted to go into medical work and help people? I think she's always had a, a caring heart. It was just in her nature to just take care of people. I got this Facebook post that she made for me last year when I had a stroke. And I don't know, it's just like I saved it and everything. Like it just really yeah, what does touched it say? me. But she said, um, working in healthcare is so rewarding. It makes me feel so happy when I know I've made a difference in someone else's life. I'm so appreciative of all the staff that has helped my uncle throughout this difficult time and those that will continue to make a difference in his life. Keep pushing, T-Bell. You got this, Unc. With that attitude and determination, I'm positive you will recover in no time. Love you. And it's just... That says so so, much about her. Right, it do. It says a lot about her. Like, and and that's, that's her. Like, that's her all the way. Last year, her friend Erinika Hunter had brain surgery. She and Brianna had drifted apart at that point, and Brianna showed up at the hospital to reminisce with her about old times. And, um, oh gosh, this is hard. And I'm like, well, why do we, why do we fall out? I don't understand. She was like, it doesn't matter, Nick. We're we together again, you know. Don't worry about that. 
I love you. Just know that we here. You here. But she's she not was. here. <laughs> she's not here at all. And it's not right. I feel like we was robbed. Neighbors near PRP say they woke up to chaos, sounds of breaking glass, gunshots and sirens. Earlier tonight, Today we know PRP the outlines of how Brianna Taylor died. Police doing a narcotics investigation burst into her apartment in the middle of the night with a no-knock warrant. Her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, thought someone was breaking in and shot an officer in the leg. Police shot up the apartment, killing Brianna. They arrested her boyfriend. There was no body cam footage. Kenneth has since been released, and the charges against him dropped. When all that first happened in mid-March, the initial news reports told only one side of the story, referring to Brianna Taylor and Kenneth Walker only as suspects. This was from the local NBC affiliate. A video of a deadly exchange of gunfire that happened between officers and suspects early this morning. One suspect is dead. An officer is recovering after... And when her family saw those stories... I was angry. So I was so angry. Oh, my gosh. It still pisses me off. Just suspect. Like, of seriously? What? Unbelievable. I don't... When, when I read that article... I probably said more cuss words in that little time that I said throughout my whole life. <laughs> like, angry is an understatement. Like, that, that is an understatement. Uh, uh. They think this first narrative of Brianna as a suspect could be one reason, on top of COVID-19, that most of the mortuaries they called refused to take her. You know, yeah. that was part of the reason, like, people were turning us away. Like, you know, we're calling these churches and, you know, mortuaries, and they're like, is this the young lady, this this the incident, you know, that they, and I'm like, you know, yes, and, oh, we'll get back with you and stuff like that. And it was just, it was unbelievable. And they didn't even know our name. Attorney Lanita Baker has been representing the family since even before Brianna Taylor's funeral. She's a personal injury lawyer who used to work as a prosecutor. She went to Brianna's apartment as soon as she was allowed to. Even in being a prosecutor, I had never quite seen that many bullets in one apartment. To know and to see that bullets went through neighboring apartments as well. Afterwards, in talking to Kenny, when he told me, where he was and he was laying on the floor right next to Brianna. It's only a supreme being that, uh, a supreme reason that he's still alive and able to talk to us about it. And I do think that that reason is that we needed someone to tell us the story of what happened so that we could get the change that is needed. So when protesters today say her name, Brianna's family and friends say they feel lifted up. At the same time, they have complicated feelings about the person they love becoming a larger-than-life figure in death. You never would think that her name would be added to a list. A hashtag. A hashtag, or, you know, now you write and say her name. You just think, like, how? Like, why is she how even part of it? How does this happen? Like, and, and, and in a sense, we're grateful that her name is at where mm -hmm. she should be, you know, unfortunately in this situation, but, you know, we don't want this at all. We want, we want her back. Like, right. like we, I will, I'll rather just go back in time. Like, yeah, just.
crazy. Do you think something good will come of this? I hope so. That's I'm praying hope. to God. I said, we need real change in America. Because it's scary. It's like, I got to still raise a little black boy here in this this world we live in. Yeah, Anybody. Nobody's safe. If this can happen to Brianna, it can happen to anybody. Erinika Hunter was going through Brianna's things after her death and found something she hadn't seen in years. A scrapbook page that Brianna made in high school, memorializing their friendship. Uh, This is our senior page from our scrapbook. So the two of you in like a bunch of different photos together. And then what does it say here in the corner? Erinika is like the sister the same age as me that I've always wanted. She is the one who is always there right beside me when I need her. Erinika sets the page and the tiny urn with some of Brianna's ashes next to each other on her kitchen table. Yeah, there are ashes. I know people think I'm so weird because like sometimes when I need a drink, (laughs) I sit, I prop it up just like this. And I talk to her, talk to her ashes. Across town, there's another image of Brianna. It's a portrait drawn in chalk at the center of the protest in downtown Louisville. People gather in a circle around it, chanting. She always said that she would be a legend. <laughs> I just I just never imagined it would be like this. Is that true? She yeah. said that? Yeah. I'm going to be one of the greats. I'm going to be a legend. Y'all got to remember me. <laughs> Ari Shapiro's reporting from Louisville. It's Consider This from NPR. I'm Audie Cornish.